This is an episode of Surprise Student, which is an episode that we put out on our Patreon feed for subscribers. If you want to hear this episode regularly and you want to hear all the different surprise students that we have, you can go to Patreon dot com forward slash the forest school podcast and sign up for as little as two pound a month which is less than a tesco meal deal every month so head to patreon.com forward slash the forest school podcast and get all these regular bonus episodes in your feed Hey, awesome listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I've got a small request. If you're enjoying the podcast, could you take just a moment to go and rate and review it on whatever podcast platform you're using? It costs nothing. It takes a brief moment, but it really means the world to us. Your feedback helps other people discover the show. So if you can hit that review button, share your thoughts. It's quick, it's free, but it really does make a huge, huge difference to what we're doing. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to the Forest School Podcast. Delicious waffle chat about education, nature connection, child development, community building, and lots more. Hosted by Lewis Ames and Wem Sutherland. Well, let's, just, let's just start with lots of drinking noises. I know, perfect. That's how professionals start, and we're professionals now. We so are. We're like different people. We've had a personality transplant, listeners. You'll notice now. No. Um, same old, same old, but in a shiny new packet. Uh, <laughs> guys, you might have noticed some of you will have seen the podcast has changed a bit. The podcast has got a different picture. People might have clicked on this for the first time because it's got a different picture, which doesn't have our disembodied faces on it, which mm-hmm. we've had people say that they think that we're only people with faces. So now perhaps they will just think that we are a pair of headphones. Um. Yeah, we've had a bit of a makeover. We've had a bit of a... uh, We have sort of realised that the podcast is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it needs to take a little step away from the work that we're doing in the woods. So we're still going to be posting stuff on our Children of the Forest page, but we'll be sharing it because originally we'll be coming from uh, the separate channels now, from the Forest School podcast page on Facebook and on Instagram and also a new website. So if you go and look on theforestschoolpodcast.com you can find loads of stuff about us and about how to get in touch with the podcast and new juicy bits um, that we weren't previously able to do uh, but we can now uh, including with this lovely new logo putting out some lovely new merch so if you have been thinking about supporting the podcast by buying something like that but you've always been a bit like I don't want your disembodied face on my stuff please thank you uh (laughs) now you can get it with this nice it's very calming and all the colors are like green uh green and brown and orange and lovely foresty colors uh so you can go to theforestschoolpodcast.com and have a look at some of that new merch and today we are testing out so we're going to do a big push uh we've been trying different things out with the patreon for a while uh but we have come up with some ideas for bonus episodes so if you are a patreon supporter you'll be able to get these episodes I don't know how frequently we do them, hopefully fairly frequently through the month. Uh, And that will mean that you get access to these. So we're going to be doing a couple. We're going to do pop culture pedagogy, where we have a look at some different teaching, either from films or TV or uh, books, and kind of just chatting about it as if it were real life, as if what's happening on the screen or on the pages is real. Uh, We're going to be having a go at something called Surprise Student, where one of us pitches a fictional student 
to a another per- the uh, the other one, and then and we come up with a session plan based around what we know of that person's needs. Uh, so it could be Bart Simpson, or it could be uh, Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle, or it could be Bugs Bunny. Who knows? Uh, and also, I've forgotten the third one. Um, questions from oh, listeners. Oh, that's help, right. Help surgeries. Surgery We're going to be doing the pedagogy surgery. We've got a section on our website now uh, where you can send in anonymous questions. And we've had a couple anonymous questions already because we've put a bit of a shout out. So these are questions that might be too like awkward or you don't feel like you can summarize it all. And you don't really want all that stuff going out on Facebook. But we can all learn together from these questions as they come in. So we're going to try out these formats today. And if hopefully they'll be great and we'll be able to rock and roll with them. But we'll see how we get on. So we're going to go for some pop culture pedagogy. I'm going to put I'm going to spend way too long on a little jingle now. Oh, yes, please. Pop, pop, culture, <laughs> I picked it this week. You did. Uh, I picked a clip from the Channel 4 TV show teachers uh have you ever seen the show before i have a long time ago i was trying to re- like work out how old this clip is because it's got that guy in who's super famous now andrew lincoln as the student yeah but the student guy. oh james corden yes yeah so it's got him, james corden he... pretending to be a teenager i reckon he must be in his 20s do you in think this, easily he, um he does look very young i mean he's got some but baggage going on now hasn't he um yeah but yeah andrew lincoln of now the walking dead fame uh teachers was a i think four series tv show uh and i would say a little bit like scrubs or something of that nature that the whole show is not actually about being a teacher the lessons are like an Mm -hmm. obstacle that pulls the characters away or you know, moving up in the school. The school is just like the background, the setting. It's not actually about teaching. But this mm-hmm. clip is of Simon, Andrew and Lincoln, uh, in the first season when there's a bit more of the classroom action going on and it's him teaching or attempting to teach a little bit of Shakespeare. We'll put the link in the show notes for people that want to go and have a look. Um, what did you think when you saw it? Um, well, it's... It's quite reminiscent of Dead Poets Society in the way that it ends with all the students like up in, you know, standing up and cheering and making such a lot of noise that the teacher next door is like, uh, excuse me, what mm. are you doing? My class can't concentrate. Um, and it's in that. So it becomes very quickly. Um, so it starts with him just sort of explaining about Romeo and Juliet and how they are so passionate about their love for each other that they'll do anything. To a very bored classroom. It's very well very staged classroom. that they are very, just not interested. Although they're not, they're not interested, but they're not being very disruptive. So I'm not sure that's very realistic. Yeah, true. But um, they're just sort of sat there looking really bored and he's trying to kind of inspire them and, and get them into the vibe of the play. And, um, and it very quickly becomes a kind of, you know, he says, have you... Is there nothing that you felt passionate about that you you know you want to rebel? And one of them says, "Oh, I'd quite like to play for Bristol City." And he's like, "Well, that's you're a very sad individual. How about owning Man United?" And everyone's like, "Oh, you know." Um, and then one of the girls says, oh, "I'd like to have sex with Ryan Giggs." 
and he's literally right he's like taking notes right yeah. on the board and he literally writes shag ryan gigs on the board so they're like oh you know so he's kind of like he's trying to inspire them in a way that's kind of appropriate for them and that they're you know trying to make mm. it relevant to them which i get and then he it flips goes, to ego it's so it flips really to ego flips to ego it's so kind of like and i'm sure those of us who have worked as teachers have especially with teenagers have have uh not not necessarily the ego thing but trying at the you're trying to make it so relevant to them that mm-hmm. you kind of cross a line of professionalism to get them on side to build a relationship right. and i'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with that because as long as you are not being completely unprofessional but you're mm. all you're being a little bit and um, you're being a bit surprising i guess yeah that is because because teaching is so much about building a relationship with individuals and a group isn't it that you want to you don't want to be their mate though and that's kind of where he's stepping into isn't yeah he? he's it starts going, moving like, on and the kids oh, start I'm shouting kind out of like, one of you the kids start shouting out stuff like simon you're the best teacher ever exactly. yeah i want you to teach him and i think i think so from the way it's shot it it suddenly has gone off in his head like they are probably still shouting out things yes. they would like but what he's yeah. hearing is like yeah. personal praise oh my god simon i love you and like yeah. There's something really relatable about that feeling of like you sort of you're mishearing what's going on in the <laughs> classroom because it becomes, you know, so much of your teaching day can be quite like an uphill s- struggle. You know, like anything mm-hmm. is like, hey, do you want to do this? No, don't want to. OK, but I have to force you. I have to coerce you to do. So the second you get any sort of a downhill roll. It becomes like, yes, I mean, downhill in a good way. Like the ball, the roll is mm. getting speed up. You know, you start to go, yes, I've done it. I've cracked it. I'm perfect. I can I can go with this. Yes. And, I know. Uh, and then, yeah. And you do have to, you, and especially working with teenagers, you kind of do have to watch yourself because in, a, in order to build that relationship, then it's really helpful to kind of be honest about, certain bits of your personality or certain things that you're interested in in order to build that relationship yeah. and to make it worthwhile and meaningful for, for both sides, but only to a point, you oh, know, yeah. like that, like that invisible line about actually now it's not professional or now you're beginning to undermine other teachers, for example, mm-hmm. definitely that thing of like, oh, my class loves me so much. They're going to be stamping on the floor and I don't care if that like disrupts somebody else. Or I know so-and-so that that teacher over there might force you to do this, but I'm not going to because like I'm your mate. I'm not like, like the that other girls. That is so, yeah. oh God, it's so Ugh, icky isn't it really icky it's almost like a sort of team rivalry and I have had teachers who've done that before who've gone like we're going to do this this you know class next door we're going to make sure that we're better than them at this thing or they're they're doing it in a really boring way right so we're going to do this learning in a really yeah. fun way um, which and- I will say can I have had that work but what I have done is beforehand in the staff room or when I've seen the teacher go hey, I'd like to set up this with my class. Are you all right being the foil and knowing Mm. that this goes on? And maybe next to class, you can amp it up or maybe you can do whatever. But you've got to check in first. You don't just Mm -hmm. throw someone professionally under the bus, Mm. which can be one of the really tempting things when you are in schools delivering forest school is definitely that you, you can quite easily, I think, fall into that trap of like, 
if someone comes out and is like, oh, well, we're not allowed to jump in. Well, I'm the cool forest school teacher and I say we yeah. can. Da, da, da. Yeah. And like that is that pull to be like counterculture and, you know, that kind of thing is really strong, I think, because a lot of mm. forest school is counterculture. And then you can get wrapped up in whether what the learners are enjoying is the counterculture or you personally. But then I really yeah. like the end of this clip where um, he's, you know, letting all the kids out of the classroom and just goes up to this other teacher who's this, this other teacher next door has come in and shouting and said, could you make it, you know, could you make a bit more noise? We're finding it too easy to concentrate. Blah, blah. But then he obviously takes that personally because it was attacking his little moment in the spotlight and comes up and, you know, could you just undermine me a bit more? I'm beginning to think, I can't remember the line. It's something like, my class don't think I'm enough of a twat already. And like, mm. it's just deflection. It's just like, mm. he knows he fucked up, but mm. there's there's something where you can just go, I'll just throw that back at you. Yeah. You know, it's very, yeah. uh, it's very human, I think. The, this show for me, I watched it, I think, before I did my teacher training, but possibly when I was at my doing my undergraduate. So I knew I was going to go into teaching, um, but I hadn't actually done any teaching yet. And I found it a really interesting show because it is about a, essentially a group of teachers, most of whom are not in it vocationally for, for mm. the most part. They are there because... I think there might even be a couple of episodes where they're like, well, I don't know how I ended up teaching. I just did the thing. They offered me the money and I turned up one day and now I've been teaching 10 years or um, mm. it was a really, in it's a really interesting take on teaching because I think lots of media stuff portrays teaching as one of those like deep, it's got to be deeply vocational. You must love it. Everyone who does it is, most people who do who teach in the UK at least are self-sacrificing. It's not a well-paid job. It is a job that you go into because you love it. It's interesting to see that flip side of, you know, this TV show is 20, 25 years old now mm. when there probably was a bit more money in teaching, you probably could get, but you know, um, possibly different because it's all set in a secondary school which I guess would speak to your experiences a bit more than mine yeah yeah I was just thinking about the differences between so having to play that persona of that teacher to try and you're like you know you saying it's about persuading people to do things mm. and me saying it's about like building relationships and trying to get your class on side and whatever strategies you use to try and do that um and then I was thinking about being there and, and having done you know tried to get my class on side and tried to get them on board with learning compared to running forest school sessions where it's it's so apart from safety stuff or like group expectations that people have come up with it's so seldom about persuading people to do things mm. that it's almost like starting again it's like you know, you kind of, and because if you've worked for any length of time in a school, you definitely become institutionalized and you've yeah. got your little things, your little shorthands, your shortcuts for things for, yeah, building relationships quickly or making sure that a class kind of behaves to the standard that the school might expect and all those kind of things. And, um, and I think it's quite a long process to let go of some of those. And definitely uh, we've had chats with different practitioners at different stages of their, of their practice and, 
people kind of really floundering in terms of but what am I actually doing and we've talked about that a lot in terms of what mm. that feels like when you're used to those pressures from the kids and from on high and from the government and all those things on you that are just kind of honing your teacher persona because you have to do it this way you have to do it that way you have to do it that way now find your way now mm. find your way through this kind of tunnel that's been created for you um and find a way that's manageable and not too icky feeling so I mm. remember chatting with my housemates when I was doing my teacher training and just like having a bit of a breakdown because I remember going god but I just but this is just making me into a horrible person like I don't want to be this absolute cowbag to these kids like but I have to be like if I if mm. I don't do that then I can't do anything or get anywhere and I'm just not like that and then so that feels really hard when you're going into it and then you get used to it I'm not saying that I was a cowbag the whole time but mm. you you learn your little techniques so that you don't have to be a cowbag but you do get results and all this stuff and then if you're moving from that into forest school it's almost like you have to unlearn so much of that behavior because it isn't the same job and it's kind of rediscovering why I went into it in the first place in terms of wanting to work with children and young people like that was my drive going into the into the job and into the work and it's almost like you get to forest school and then you've got these kind of long established groups if you do and that's like oh yeah I now remember this is the nub of why I wanted to do this stuff in the first place that you don't have to act you don't have to create this weird persona um and all this kind of it is sort of um what's the word kind of like putting almost pulling the wool over people's eyes or like being quite underhand. forcing people to do yeah underhand or deceitful yeah kind called? of a little bit or you're just trying to make people do stuff aren't you and to stop having to do that is like whew, what's left yeah what's left when you when you don't have to force people to do a certain thing anymore yeah i think there's what's... also something in this uh, this in teachers the tv show in general uh, which is like you, uh, through the seasons you see people becoming let's say institutionalized and I don't know if this is true for you but it was definitely true for me it was like you're you're using every tool that you've got tactically so you're using your facial expressions intentionally you're using your tone of voice intentionally you're using where you stand intentionally you're using like the way you're holding your body intentionally and mm -hmm. you can call it like acting or you can call it like a persona or you can call it like masking or whatever you want to do sometimes mm. there were points where I would say with the knowledge I had right obviously now I might think different mm. things but with the knowledge I had back then I think there would have been days where I was like I have to be a hard ass today to, mm. to get through what we're doing to get this behavior mm. sorted or to do whatever and actually uh I don't think I've got a particularly strong like in terms of like an osmosis type filter thing that thing of like I've pretend in air quotes pretended to be grumpy all day and how many mm. days in a row can you pretend to be grumpy before you just are grumpy mm. like that that you can't you can't fully put on that like stern act role thing mm. without some of it seeping in and I think a lot of the teachers tv show explored that idea of like people moving up into upper management or being um mm. you know heads of year and a combination of like stressful influences but also 
I'm telling people off all day. So I become a person that tells people off. So when I go to the pub, I'm still telling people off because that's what mm. I've, you know, ingrained yeah. to do. And, and like you say, for horror yeah. school is that other thing where you get like, it almost, I would say for me has gone the other way where you get so used to like, Hey, we're just children. We're doing the other thing. And like any confrontation that I find now hits me way harder because I'm like, Whoa, what's yeah. this? We don't do that shit. We just absolutely anytime. That's very true. Anytime I have to tell, we've been talking about this. Anytime I do literally have to tell somebody to do something or not do something yeah. um, outside of the kids in forest school, I have a little freak out because I'm so unused to doing it. I'm like, how do I do this in a non-demand, you know, all the research and reading that I've done and my practice, how do I now transfer this to a moment where I really do have to say, don't do that? Or can I ask you to do this or whatever? Also, there's, I definitely think in terms of like my teacher persona, I'm I'm kind of, it's funny having this time to chat about it because I'm really reminiscing about it. And I really, and there's parts of it I do miss in a weird kind of way because it is this persona of like efficiency and professionalism and like- You can pretend to be that now if you want. I won't stop you. I'm joking a bit. <laughs> it's so weird. And like the, even the clothes that I used to have to wear. That's part of the persona. It was exhausting. That's part of the like. It was exhausting. It is. And the shoes and what noise the shoes make when you walk down the corridor and all those kind of things. And um, I was reading a thread about ADHD and teaching the other day and lots of people, lots of ADHD is going, teaching was the absolute perfect job for me. It's like changing all the time, really social, really like one minute to the next Mm. minute, dopamine, joy, like you know if you have any of those little wins in the classroom it's like yes result yes I you know it's like achieve 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 now it's a different thing now it's a different thing you're really busy meeting playground duty you know it's so unboring because you've got all of these amazing spontaneous interactions and the kids you're working with are so uh interesting and funny and all the rest of it um that and I got I got shit done you know I was on it that's the word I would use I was just like on it as a teacher Mm. And then, but then the minute you have, the minute your demands in your home life go up, then it becomes unsustainable. And that's what a lot of these, um, they will Or if you just can't get yourself to focus on a thing, you can't find the dopamine. I never, ever found a single drop of dopamine in marking a book. Not once, not Mm. ever. And so that is like insurmountable as a task. Whereas like you asked me to plan like history lessons and then go and do some PE Mm. and then build musical instruments. Like, all right, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Let's go, let's go, let's do that thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I could never do primary because there's so many things there that I couldn't. So many rabbit holes. You've got to be so good at like picking your rabbit holes. I just wouldn't find any dopamine in. I just like, nah. Do you know what? I'm just, that's not an important part of the curriculum. <laughs> Let's never do math. I was talking ever. to someone the other day. This is a very off topic thing. Someone that comes to uh, one of our groups <laughs> went to the same school as me. She's like two years below. And we managed to link up again, you know, mm. 20 years on in the thing. But she was saying, do you remember big books in primary school? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, they were like big A3 book versions of normal storybooks. Like you'd have the normal storybook in the library, but also the teacher had a big, each page was A3, and you'd hold it out. I'm miming this, but people can't. You hear still it get those in the library when they do storytelling at the but library. It's, so, it's, it's such a like, I hadn't remembered that at all. And she was like, Yeah, do you remember those? Like, yeah, oh my God, I do remember those. That's a weird thing. Anyway. <laughs>
And now at the end of the podcast, we want to say a massive thank you to the people that are supporting us on Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Forest School Podcast. But we want to say a massive thank you to Karen, to Catherine, Gareth, Rebecca, Rosie, Julie, Rachel, Candice, Claire, Heidi, Louise, Michael, and Anna. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you all next time.